Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. A very good afternoon to you, our cherished and descending listeners. It's another beautiful and blessed Wednesday, and we're happy to bring you another exciting edition of your favorite business development program on Radio Masterclass. Masterclass is powered by Joy Business and brought to us by Goyle. Goyle, good energy. Goyle, Yenara, Yedia. Masterclass is also brought to us by Lancaster University. They boast of having the only British university campus in all of West Africa. If you're looking for some tertiary education, by all means, do consider Lancaster University. Masterclass today is also brought to us by GCB. GCB, they say your bank for life. My name, as always, is Yabanafu, and I'm excited to be back here on your radio and also streaming live on Facebook to bring you today's edition of Masterclass. Last week, we started a rather interesting conversation and it was essentially in the area of claiming credit balances of a beloved one when they're deceased or when they're demised and what processes you go through. It was an interesting conversation because we know that it speaks to the issues at heart for many people. And a lot of people have had similar experiences and they have either been able to resolve or not been able to resolve some of the issues. Some still have outstanding issues. And last week, we were privileged to have with us here in the studio, Mr. John Adama, Executive Head of Retail Banking, GCB. He's back here again in the studio with us. John, I'm excited to have you back here on the show. Thank you. I'm excited to be here again. Um, I was hoping and praying when we were rounding up last week that um, the production team would be able to oblige us so that we could continue 
our conversation today because there were so many unanswered questions both on social media and also on on the phone lines and thankfully we're back here today yeah. um we'll go straight to it i'll try and save a lot of the time today for the content that we were unable to deliver last week but by all means if you're listening to us if you just tuned in this is Masterclass. the conversation from last week continues today tell a friend to tell a friend by all means do make sure that you listen to today's program when we get interactive let's get your questions you can also send your questions to us on our whatsapp line ahead of time so that once we get interactive we can read them as well and try and find answers for them we're also streaming live on facebook for those who like to follow and we'll be sharing some slides which has a lot of information on it also do stay tuned and by all means be a part of today's conversation off air just before we came in we're talking yes. about um the question from the first caller last week so perhaps we use that as an introduction and a quick recap yeah then let's go straight to your content for yeah. today yeah. Thank you very much, Yao, and good afternoon to our viewers and uh, listeners. Um, I think that question was from Stella. I think it was from Stella. Butui. Yes. Yes. And uh, Stella said the dad died in January 2013, mm -hmm. and then they went to the bank um, to find out if there is any balance in the dad's account, and they were told a loan had been taken by someone in November 2014. And uh, I, I was wondering how this could have happened. Mm -hmm. And so I think I didn't get the question right on the day, mm. but uh, thankfully we have the opportunity to clarify. Now, once their dad died in 2013, there was no way their dad could have applied for a loan, for a loan in, in 2014. 2014. That's yes, correct. Yes. So uh, that matter should not be uh, just allowed to rest. Mm. If the bank, she said a commercial bank, mm -hmm. if the bank is GCB, she can take my number from the producers and get in touch with me. Mm. If it is not GCB, they should go back to the bank and engage the branch manager mm -hmm. because they should be able to produce evidence mm -hmm. um, to, to actually um, uh, tell who actually took the loan because someone may have applied for the loan. Mm -hmm. So their dad's account balance if there was any at the time of death, should be available for them. And, and, and I just quickly add that the family lawyer can help them in this. Yes. Normally in things like this, it's also good to have representation from persons who know what they're doing and persons of renown who understand the process also. Because if, if, if you go there alone and they tell you one thing and you don't understand how the process works, yes. you are likely to take whatever they tell you hook, line and sinker and walk away. Yeah. But we're looking at doing things right. It's not about putting anyone in trouble. Yes. It's about doing things properly. Uh -huh. It may even be a learning point for whichever institution it is. Yeah. Perhaps there maybe have been an oversight Yes. There may have been, you know, a misdeed. Yes. Whatever the situation is, yeah. it's important to go through it properly and get the kind of respite that is required. That, that's yes. true. That's true. And banks like feedback, mm -hmm. you know, so um, they should get back there and pursue the matter further. Indeed. Yes. I hope that Stella joins us again uh, in, when we get interactive today. Yes. But just a quick recap. What did we yeah. do last week? Yeah. So so, yeah. so last week we, we were looking at um, the various type of accounts that a customer could keep at a branch. Mm -hmm and um, what the legal implications of those accounts were and what would happen in times of death. So we looked at um, a, a personal account, an account operated by one individual. We looked at a joint account, an account operated by two or more individuals. We looked at, looked at a sole proprietorship, which is a business organization registered and operated by one person. And then we looked at limited liability companies, which are bodies corporate. And then we stated that uh, the treatment of a diseased person's account balance 
if it is a, a sole proprietorship and an individual would differ mm -hmm. from when it is a joint account, a partnership, or a limited liability company. Mm -hmm. So for um, today, what we want to actually uh, look at is the processes leading to claiming um, balances of sole proprietors and individuals. Mm -hmm. Last week, I touched on partnerships, I touched on joint accounts, and I touched on limited liability companies. Mm -hmm. So today, we would look at the processes, and the processes as would apply to sole proprietorships and then individuals. Very, very good information coming your way in a few minutes. Let's take advantage of it. Like I always say on Masterclass and here from Joy FM, we give this information to you pro bono. You'd have otherwise had to pay for this kind of information through a course or something of the sort. But here is Mr. Adama who has taken time out of his busy schedule so that you can learn and become better. Because when you are better, your businesses are better. Ghana becomes better and we all become better for it. So let's take note. Make some notes if you will. Go back and play the video if you will. By all means, do join us okay. in this conversation. Okay. Yes, John, go ahead. Yeah, so um, there are two categories of um, disease customers that a bank would have to deal with. There is a category that has died tested. And when we say a customer has died, tested, it means that a customer wrote a will whilst alive or executed a will whilst alive. So if that person subsequently dies, that person would have died, tested. Mm. So dying, tested means you have written a will whilst you are alive. There is another group that may die, intested. If you die, intested, it means that you have died without writing a will. So your wishes after death have not been expressed in writing. And so you, are, you have died in tested. Now, if you have a customer dying tested, it means that the person in his lifetime had actually appointed someone who would manage his estate when he's dead, when he's gone. And that person that is appointed to manage the diseased estate and uh, which appointment is actually made in the will of the person is an executor or executors. You can have between one and up to four. Now, if the person dies and uh, had not written a will prior to death, that person had died intestate. And what it then means is that uh, persons who are entitled to his estate may have to apply to the court for letters of administration. So the authority to administer the person's estate is derived from the letters of administration that will be granted by the courts. And so um, what you need to do, so assuming that um, your disease relative had died in tested, which is the majority of the cases that we have, Unfortunately, most of us do not write wills. And so most of the cases that you would meet in practice are death intestate. Now what you do is you would have to get a lawyer. In fact, in these matters, you have to get a lawyer. Your branch manager will advise you. But there are some things that are reserved for lawyers. So you may have to get a very good lawyer. And the lawyer would apply to court four letters of administration to be granted by the courts. And when 
the lawyer is doing this, the lawyer will be minded by a few things. The lawyer would have to be sure that you have a claim. I mean, you are entitled to the estate of the deceased. Now, the, when letters of administration can be granted by the court, um, from the point of jurisdiction, when I say jurisdiction, the courts have the power to uh, grant you know, certain applications. And you have to apply for the letters of administration. It's done through an application. And so the, the lawyer who is um, doing this work for you will have to be minded by the jurisdiction of the court. So if you have an account balance in Tamale to claim from a bank, and let's say your dad died in Accra, now you can, the, the rules provide that letters of administration can be granted in the area where the uh, person has an estate to claim or at the place where the person has his last place of abode. So if your estate is in Tamale, let's say the account balance you want to claim is in Tamale. Meanwhile, your, your relative died in Accra. The last fixed place of abode is in, is in Accra. You can obtain the letters of administration either in Accra, in a court in Accra. A court in Accra has jurisdiction to issue, to grant the letters of administration. Or you can take it where the asset you want to administer is situated. And in this case, Tamale. So let's... Let I just want to clarify that quickly. Yes. To apply for letters of administration, yes. it must either be where the person passed on yes. or where the asset is situated. Exactly. What if the person passed on in a location other than where the assets are located? Yes. Yeah, so Which takes precedence? No, it, it is not about precedence here. Mm. It is about convenience. Right. So, you know, the courts have jurisdiction... Uh, over amounts that they can deal with. Mm. So, for instance, a district court cannot grant letters of administration exceeding 500,000 Ghana cities. Mm -hmm. So, if the estate that is to be administered, let's say uh, it's in Tamale. Okay, Tamale has a high court, so that mm -hmm. is not a problem. So, if the person dies in an area where you have just a district court, mm -hmm. the circuit court can go up to 2 million. Mm -hmm. So, if you have a district court there, and then the estate is more than that, uh, more than the, hot, the limits of the district court. Mm -hmm. It means that you, need, you can't take the early, the letters of administration from that court. Mm -hmm. So you may have to probably go to a circuit court or maybe a high court. Mm -hmm. So the jurisdiction comes in depending on the value as well. And then apart from where the asset is to be administered, where the person's last fifth place of abode is, it's also a play. Mm -hmm. So it's either where the asset is or where the person actually uh, um, had his fixed place, last fifth place of abode. Whichever is convenient. Whichever is convenient. So it's convenience is the, is the word. Mm. Yes. I, I wanted to make that clarification. Yes, yes. So convenience is the word. Now, the... <coughs> so the, we have talked about the jurisdiction... So in terms of uh, the financial jurisdiction of the courts, it's also key. But all these things will be sorted out by the lawyers. Mm -hmm. Now, when the early, the letters of administration are procured, are granted mm -hmm. by the courts, you would have to send these letters of administration to the bank. Mm -hmm. And banks would want 
to see the original copies, the originally sealed copies of, copies the, of the LA. And last week, I did make the point that there is something we call a citation. Mm-hmm. Now, between, between the time that you have applied for the grant of the letters of administration and the time that it is sealed and granted, someone can enter a caveat. A caveat means it's challenging your authority to be granted the letters of administration. But after the grant has been made, then you can only enter a citation. Mm -hmm. A citation means that you are challenging the person's authority to be granted. You know, the person has already been granted the letters of administration. Mm -hmm. So what you do is that you enter a citation, you serve a notice, and then the person will have to deposit the original copy of the letters of administration at the registry of the court. Right. But the citation can only be done after the LA has been issued. After the LA has been granted. After the Is LA there a number of granted. days after which the LA? You know, after, any time after the LA has been granted, you can, uh, uh, if you want to um, dispute the grant, you can enter a citation. Okay. So, I'm, I'm tempted to ask this now. Yes. Just, just so my, my listeners are clear. Yes. So, an LA, a letter of administration yes. or an LA is yeah. issued. Yeah. The estate is administered. Then somebody comes along and says, I was abroad when this was done. I wasn't here. Yeah. I've just found out. Yeah. Six months later. Yeah. Can they enter a citation at that point? No, you can't. Because um, once the estate has been administered, you said the estate has been administered. Yes. Time is of the essence here. Right. You know, there are, there are other penalties that go with, um, there's something you call intermeddling. Mm-hmm. If you are not entitled to the estate and you go get letters of administration to administer the estate. You are in breach. You, are, you will be said to have intermeddled with the estate. And there is a penalty for that you can be taken on. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking of a situation where the early has been granted, mm-hmm. the estate has not been administered. Mm-hmm. And then people who feel entitled and have been excluded have gotten wind of that. Mm-hmm. So they can, you know, there's uh, what we call an administration uh, uh, action or mm-hmm. probate action, mm-hmm. you go to court. And before you file your writ at the court, mm-hmm. you would have to serve a notice on the persons who have been granted the LA for them to deposit the original copy at the registry. Okay, at the registry. Yeah, before the processes would continue. And so if you come to the branch and the branch is asking for the original copy of the LA, mm-hmm. they are not asking for anything that is, um, you know, out of this world. They just want <laughs> to be sure that probably there is no dispute over the estate and you have deposited the original copy. Because you see how you still hold on to certified true copies anyway. Mm-hmm. They give you a number of certified true copies. So if you bring the certified true copy and they have not seen the original copy and they go ahead to use the certified true copies, probably a citation may have been filed or may have been served and you have deposited the original copy. And at that point, as a bank, you would be helping to perpetuate yes, further have, the breach, yes, which is now in contention. Which is yes, because you have constructive notice that probably there is something wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, notice is not always actual. Mm-hmm. There is constructive notice, so you you would have to ask questions, and if they cannot produce the original, probably something like that may have happened. Mm-hmm. And that is why we banks would ask for the original copies of of um, the letters of administration. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Let's continue. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so um, once the 
um, early has been presented, the banks would want to be sure that the persons named as administrators are actually the administrators that they are dealing with. So they would want to identify you. And so um, normally you may have um, verifiable uh, photo IDs just to identify proof of ID, they call proof it. Of, yes, yes, proof of identity. And uh, we say they should be verifiable because we want to be sure that uh, this is not a NEMA or New Town produced ID card. These days, your Ghana card will prove very useful. Very, very useful. <laughs> and, and, uh, yeah, very, very useful. So the banks just want to be sure that they are dealing with people who are entitled to the estate. Mm -hmm. And that is why they will ask for your identity. In some banks, they may even take a passport picture from mm -hmm. you and all that. Now, if we can have as many as four persons who are administrators, I think I did mention the last you time. Did. Yes. Now, um, if, if for some reason, let's say only one of them is available, the others can grant that person, the one person, power of attorney for him to administer the estate on their behalf. Mm -hmm. In fact, from the position of law, the fact that you are an administrator doesn't mean that the money in the account belongs to you. Mm. So if one of the four is the one available and the others can grant powers of attorney, they can't grant powers of attorney to the fourth person to administer the estate. So in that case, the bank will not require all four to be present for the account balance to be disposed of. Right. But that is if the administrators are more than one. If they are more than one. So that in cases where there's only one administrator. Yes. Let's say the family agrees and says, listen, the eldest son. Yes. Or, or the eldest person in the family. Yeah. You would, would represent us. Yes. You have led everything, every arrangement. So yes. You would go to the, the, the process yes. of acquiring the letters of administration. Yes. In that case, it's only you who is the administrator. It is you who is the administrator. And therefore, no power of attorney is required. At all. No power of attorney is required. Because yes. it's assumed that that conversation takes place before you went in to become the sole administrator. Yes. No, the court, before granting the letters of administration, have a process. Mm. And once the court is satisfied with the processes and have granted the letters of administration, you derive your power from the letters of administration. Right. So the bank will deal with you. The only time the bank may require powers of attorney may be if the appointed administrator is not the one who is present at the bank. Right. Yes. Right. Right. That makes sense. Yes. It that does it does make a lot of sense. It does make a lot of sense. So um to conclude the administration, it is not always the case that um the administrators would get the account closed and they take the money and go away with the money. Go share it. Yes. <laughs> you can open an administrator's account and so for people who are who have died possessed of large estates mm -hmm. you may have to accumulate all the you know the properties maybe convert them into cash pay some uh, you know uh, some debts and all that and then distribute the residue to people who are entitled so you can open an administrator's account and then the deceased account will be closed and then the balance in the account will be deposited in the administrator's account. And then you can run that account until you dispose of the estate. Okay, so again, another important piece of information here. Yes. If you are the Wusia Penny, or you are the eldest person, or you are the one selected by the family to represent the process of letters of administration, what we are saying is that you don't necessarily have to 
empty the account and hold cash. You can also open what you call an administrator's account because clearly if there there's more property or more estate, you may want to or it may be a family decision to liquidate same and put the proceeds in a certain account. Sometimes there are children who are left over yeah. and the decision of the family is to take care of the children after a certain age. The bank provides as part of this process for you to open what you refer to as an administrator's account and then you manage the rest of the process from there. And it's good for you because then you can have bank statements, you can have transparency and you can easily show people that you are not uh, misusing the funds, which is sometimes the bone of contention when some of these things are. Yeah. That's it's absolutely true. important that we make that point. That's, that's Please true. proceed. Yes. So we've, we've uh, done with administration mm -hmm. where you would have to obtain letters of administration mm -hmm. and go through the processes mm -hmm. I've described. Now, when it is um, death tested, mm -hmm. meaning that the person has a will, mm -hmm. now this person has appointed an executor, mm -hmm. and that executor has the authority of the deceased. I mean, this is the only situation where... You notice I'm, I'm, I'm smiling. Yeah, you are smiling, yes. I can I'm see smiling, I just chipped this morning. You know, yeah. this conversation is sometimes a bit tense and a bit morbid. Yes. So there was a, a case, very, very, very quick one. There was yeah. a case that happened, the person died tested. Yeah. And they had a will. Yeah. And there were people who were around who expected to be the ones who were named for the big properties. Yeah. So they show up and then <laughs> the lawyer sits there and says, oh, by the way, so-and-so person died, da-da-da, and he's left all his property to Ama. Yeah. And the person says, ah, it's me, I said it. He said, but you are quiet. He says, it's my female name. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, an interesting it, one. It just tells you how people clamor. Yes. And yes. that's why the process is important. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen in my practice, I've seen so many things. Mm. Some of them emotionally draining. Mm. I mean, so um, I think we should. Wheels are not devoid of controversy, mm. but they are far, far better than when you do not write a wheel. But can a will be questioned, anyway, let's keep this, this question honest. Can yes. a will be questioned by the people who, to whom it is read? Of course, a will, you know, a will goes through a very delicate execution process. Mm. You miss a step and the will is invalid. We'll get there. Yes. Please start from where you yes. are now. Let's okay. get there. All right. So we, we, we are looking at um, death tested, mm -hmm. where the person during his lifetime had written a will before death. So here, he appoints an executor, and this executor would have to apply for probate. So the, the, they go through a similar process, a process, a process similar to the one that you go through to get letters of administration. Right. Yes. But here, your will, the will is there. So you'll be granted probate, mm -hmm. which you would annex to the will. And then it is that probate that you present to the bank. So the executors will present the probate with the will annexed to the bank. And uh, based on the strength of the probate, the bank will deal with them. The other advantage of a will is that if you look at, um, you know, banking thrives on banking confidentiality. So if you look at uh, the Banks and Specialized Deposit Taking Institutions Act, Act 930, you look at section 146, uh, subsection 2. It imposes a barrier on how much information a bank can disclose about a customer. Mm -hmm. Section 4 of Section 146 provides exceptions. And one of the exceptions is that the bank can deal with the appointed administrator or the testamentary executor. Mm -hmm. Meaning that if you are named as an executor in the, in the will of the deceased, 
you have been appointed by the deceased. Mm -hmm. So it is it, it makes it easier so you can walk to the bank on the strength of that will. Mm -hmm. The bank identifies you as the executor mm -hmm. and every information that you require on the account. Even prior to application for probate and all that, mm -hmm. the bank would be able to provide that information. Right. But if you are so deemed by the will yes. as executor, yes. do you still require a probate? You require a probate. What is a probate? A probate is a document that is issued by the court to enable the executor to administer the estate of one who dies tested. So you cannot walk straight to the will. You must necessarily be issued with a probate. Yes, you that must. That then gives you access yes. to to the will. Yes, please. But of course, this is within the remit of the lawyers. The lawyers. Therefore, if you have a, a family lawyer yes. who's handling your process, they yes. will know what to yes, do. Yes, they will know how to do. Brilliant. You know. So um once you have the probate, the probate now gives you the fuel. So uh, let's say that the, the will is uh, is just a firewood. Mm. And then the the probate gives you the spark mm -hmm. to set it into right. motion. To ignite it. Yes, to ignite it into action. So once you have that probate, then you can deal with the estate in, in a similar way as we have described for um, people who are granted letters of administration. Mm -hmm. So you go to the, the court, the court would want to see the originally sealed mm -hmm. uh, probate, and they would want to identify you, mm -hmm. and then you go through the process. They will close the account and pay over. Uh, similar points as we have made for uh, powers of attorney and all that could also come into play. And then eventually, the account of the deceased would be closed. And then either the cash will be paid out or um, a probate uh, executor's account will be opened with the probate similar as a source, to similar to letters of administration, administrator's, administrator's account. account. Right. And then the account can be operated. So whereas a letters of administration account would be administered by a so-named administrator, yes, an executor's account would be handled by um, a so-named lawyer or no. executor. Okay, so this is how it works. If you have four administrators, mm -hmm. they would administer the estate. Mm -hmm. If you have four executors mentioned in the will, mm -hmm. and the four executors have all agreed to administer the estate, mm -hmm. they would be granted the probate. So the right. four would act. Right. The four would act. Mm. I don't know whether you get the, get the difference. Yes. So whether you are an administrator or administrators or executor or executors, you could be one, you could be up to four. Mm. And you could all act. And there are processes for that. The process, yes. Right. I think we'll we'll get interactive and then while we wait for the comments to come, we'll share we'll keep sharing some additional information. Okay. This is Master Class here on your Superstation Joy ninety nine point seven. We're sharing some wonderful thoughts here on how to claim the bank benefits or credit balances of loved ones when they're deceased or demised. That process is torrid for many people. Some have walked away from it, some are emotional. It's a sore area of conversation for a lot of people. But today we're sharing information on how you could possibly go back and resolve that process so that you can have the respite and closure that you require. We take a quick message from our sponsors. When we come back, we get interactive. We take a quick message right now. 
favorite on-air business development program, Joy Business Masterclass, is in session. And you can interact with us on Facebook via the Joy 99.7 FM or Joy Business pages. If you tweet, the handle is at Joy 997 FM or at Joy Business GH. Don't forget to hashtag JB Masterclass. You can also call us on 0302-216541 or send your questions and contributions through to the WhatsApp number 0551-111997 and our facilitators will address your concerns. Attention everyone, class is in progress. Welcome back. If you've just tuned in, this is Masterclass here on your Superstation. We're getting interactive right now as we talk about claiming the credit balances of loved ones who may be deceased or demised. Last week, we started with this conversation and thankfully, we're able to bring it back to you today so that we can exhaust all of the content that is involved in that conversation. Today, uh, we're interactive right now. Numbers to call 0302216541. You can also send us your comments on 0551111997. Do you know someone who has been through that process? Have you been through that process? What were your learning points? How can we all learn from that and become better for it. If you've got any motor vehicle of any kind, I've got some great news for you. Goyle is rewarding all its prepaying Go customers with 2% discount per litre on all fuel purchased. You can also enjoy discounts on lubricants at Goyle stations nationwide. Elevate your goodness by joining the Goyle Go Club today and enjoy up to 3% litre discount on all fuel purchased. Goyle, good energy. Goyle, yenara, yedia. So live the stress-free life with GCB's personal loan. With GCB Personal Loan, salaried workers can meet all their financial obligations with a smile. Whether it's educational fees or urgent medical expenses, whether it's the pop-up expenses and bills or home makeovers or even renovations, or it's that vacation you've been waiting for or that holiday trip that you want to give your family. By all means, do go for the GCB Personal Loan and you can access this um, for yourself. Visit any GCB branch today or call 0800-422-422 for a GCB Personal Loan today. GCB, your bank for life. We're interactive right now. Numbers to call 0302-216-541. You can also send us your comments on 0551111997. By all means, to pick up that phone, give us a call. Let's hear your thoughts. I've got this one from KB from Northeast of West Hills Mall. Hey, KB, now I'm confused. <laughs> the northeast of West Hills Mall. It says, okay, my uncle before his death, um, he gave he gave his GP, okay, he asked his GP to sign on his savings account due to ill health. His daughter has been drawing funds on the balance for the last year. Is she right to be drawing funds on his balance? And why? Can I take legal action against her? Okay, so KB's uncle has passed on due to ill, yeah. ill health. Yeah. He asked his GP to sign on yeah. the account. Yeah. But since his uncle passed, his uncle's daughter has been drawing She's from, from she her father's um, uh, balances. So KB is asking whether her uncle's, his uncle's daughter is right to be drawing. She's not right. She's intermeddling with the estate of a deceased. In fact, whatever authority she had to pay the account mm -hmm. um, terminates when the uncle died. No. It is KB's uncle who has died. Yes, KB's uncle the has uncle's died. daughter yes. is the one drawing on the account. And drawing on the dead uncle's account. That's correct. Yes. So and it's I'm drawing on, my, on, on her father's account. Yes, but that is... The, the father's account is not her account. Please listen all. Yes. We are educating ourselves. Yes. If and when, God forbid, your yes. father passes. Yeah. It is not automatic that you can draw on his account. At all. Is it he was my father? Yes. It's, it's not... Um, so why is it wrong for her to be doing that? Yes, the account contract, as I said the other day, is between 
the uncle mm -hmm. and then the bank and mm -hmm. we have said that once the uncle died mm -hmm. any mandate he has given to the bank is terminated mm -hmm. now even if the daughter was signing uh, per, let's say a power of attorney mm -hmm. or a third party mandate with the death of the the, the man mm -hmm. That authority is terminated, and must necessarily, if it was, if he died intestate, go through the intestate process. It must go if through the process. It must yes. go through the testing process. Yes. If it was a company account, it must go through the company account process. Exactly. And she might not be the only person who may benefit from the estate of the deceased. There might be other people. Please, let's, meddling with the let's, estate. let's listen and learn, yes. and let's not get emotional <laughs> for nothing. So, KB. <laughs> Um, according to our information, the process has not been followed. Yeah. Hey, let me say it that way. The process has not been followed. Uh, this one is from Dan. Dan, you didn't tell me where you're, you're, you're sending me this from. It says, what if the person died intestate and you were named next of kin? I'm assuming named next of kin where? Because it's, the person is intestate. Okay. So there's no will. Yes, there's no will. So the if family intestate. named you next of kin. Yeah, so, um, you know, there is... Uh, a chain of succession, I mean, a class of successors to somebody's estate. Mm -hmm. Elsewhere, the succession laws allows for nominees and next of kings to have access to a diseased person's estate as of right, mm -hmm. especially account balance. But here, our succession laws are different. What is it so, here? You mean Ghana? Yes, Ghana. Ghana. So you may have to go through the process. So that in this case, the doctor okay in Ghana, if he did, it must go. Go through according the to our processes here exactly, in Ghana. Exactly. And according to our processes, they've intestate, so he may require letters of administration. Okay. All right. Yes. So, Dan, that's your answer right there. Yeah. I've got some more comments on social media. Um, my, my phone lines are still open. I, I like to hear your voice as well. 0302 uh, But I love your comments on social media. This one is from is it Albusha. Mm. Uh, please do me a favor. Don't call me on the WhatsApp line. Um, send me a message. The WhatsApp line is 055 Send me a message on that. But if you want to call me, call me on 0302216541. If you're calling from outside of Ghana, you add the country code plus 233. This one is from Al, Al Bashar in Toronto. He says, My father's will had my older brother and his nephew as executors. Meanwhile, his nephew died, but his but the nephew died intestate. <laughs> the probate was granted to my older brother, who now becomes an executor. Yeah. The chiefs of the area took my sister to court, stating my dad's building is on a leased land. Okay. Even though at the purchase of the building, yes, the land was under lease, my dad did pay for the land and later got a receipt to prove it. What can my sister do in this case? Okay, so let me um, let me get it right. So um, there were two executors. Yes, there were two executors. Let's, let's go back to that point again. Yeah. So he says, my my father, my father's will had my older brother and okay. his nephew okay. as executors. So okay. there were two executors. Okay. Meanwhile, the nephew died. Living one. The, living one. But okay. the nephew died intestate. Yes. The probate was granted to my older brother. So now there's one executor who now becomes yes. an executor. Yes. So now there's one executor. Yeah. The chiefs of the area took my sister to court, stating that my dad's building is on a leased land. Even though at the purchase of the building, yes, though it was on a leased land, my father paid for it and later got a receipt to prove it. What can my sister do in this case? No, you should, you should get a lawyer because um, in terms of um, the person who has been granted the probate, mm -hmm. I think that is perfectly right. right. Because there are two executors 
one, one passes. Had, yeah, one passed. The existing, mm -hmm. the subsisting, existing executor mm -hmm. has the power to admit the will to probate, mm -hmm. which has been done. Mm -hmm. The issue about the land and the payments and all that, I think those. So are, I think they're trying to draw analogy from the fact that yes. it's the executor's sister who has now been taken to court by the chiefs. Yeah, but the issue is about the land, and yes. I'm sure the land forms part of, of the, the estate. estate. That's correct. Yes, so they would have to, they would have to fight that case. It has nothing to do with the the, the general executorship. Mm -hmm. It is about the land, and I think that they will need to fight. And that. the executor must must do the distribution based on the laid down procedure. Yes, he has a power. He has a power under the law to do what the disease would have done if mm -hmm. he was alive. So if there are actions to be taken in order, he will do that. And, uh, and then okay, continue I've, with the executorship. Okay, I've got, uh, this one is from Kobe from Koforidia. He says, please, if a spouse who is a named beneficiary, a, a spouse who is named as a beneficiary of a will of a husband dies before the husband, what happens to the estate left to the spouse who died earlier? The spouse is named as a, a beneficiary. Yes. Of the will. But the spouse dies before the husband. Oh, there is, there is a. Then what? What happens to the estate left to the spouse who died earlier? You know, in a, in an in a, in an estate, there is what we call residuary estate. Mm -hmm. So this one, he predeceased the testator. Mm -hmm. So that gift will lapse. It will fall into residue. There is a residuary estate, mm -hmm. and sometimes it can even be administered in line with PNDC law one one one. So you should see a lawyer. Okay. Yeah. A lawyer knows what to do. Yes. Please talk to a lawyer. Yes. Right, I've got this one. Is uh, you didn't add your name? It says, "Good afternoon. What is the process of acquiring letters of administration?" I think we talked about that, but briefly, yes. can you just repeat? Yeah. So, thing? so um, it is the work of a lawyer. <coughs> you need to get. <coughs> sorry, you need to get a lawyer. The lawyer would uh, apply to the court, and there are processes to follow. The court would do an exhibition to find out whether there are anybody who would contest the grants. And then once, after a certain number of these, once there is no protest, the court will go ahead to grant. Mm -hmm. So, if you see a lawyer, the lawyer will take them through the process. Okay. In these matters, the lawyers know, know best, yes. so please see a lawyer. Do I have any more comments on social media? Okay, I think I, I have a few comments on um, Facebook. Okay. I think those are coming through now. Right. It says thank you for your response. Um, I still have a few more minutes to pick up a call. Numbers to call 0302216541. Um, there's a question here that I have. Um, let's see if we can quickly Ooh. just. Can a will be challenged by the people to whom it is read? Of course. A will can be challenged. And there have been several wills that have been challenged. You know? And um, there have been some funny, funny wills. Mm. I mean, there were wills in which. The testator actually refused to give um, part of the estate to even close members of his family, including his children. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the execution of the will could be challenged. I mean, the way the, the, the signature even of the testator could be challenged. So there are several, several, several ways by which a will can be challenged. And, a will and, can be challenged. And when it is, it goes to court. Yes. You have to, you have to, um, that's why we have a probate action. Right. You go to court. And okay, I have a caller on the line. Let's take that quickly. Good afternoon. Welcome to Masterclass. Your name and where you're calling from. Uh, good afternoon. My name is Henry. I'm calling from Accra. Good afternoon, Henry. Talk to me. Uh, please, uh, are you possible to have your resources in Sunamah? Yes, we will put the number out at the end of the show, Henry. Okay. Yes, please Thanks. keep listening. I've got Carol from Accra. Carol says, does a probate come sealed? 
Yes, he has to bear the seal of the court that issued it. Okay. So I don't know whether the word seal there means enclosed and um, marked or... Oh, um, no. You know, there is, a, there is a court seal, seal that, that is usually, from. yes, embossed right. in there. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, I have another question. What is the distinction between letters of administration and the provisions of the interstate succession law? Okay. So, um... Okay, please hold that question for me. I've got okay. another caller on the line. Okay. Um, good afternoon. You're welcome to Masterclass. Your name and where you're calling from. Yeah, this is Benjamin <coughs> from Adenta. I want to find out, there was a case where the gentleman uh, put somebody as next of king on his account. He died. The wife knew the account he was operating. He didn't even tell the next of king. And the wife informed the guy because she went to the bank and it wasn't possible for her. So she has to go and inform apparently the brother of the deceased. The brother of the deceased came to Accra, went to the bank, withdrew everything, and left without giving the wife anything. Is there situations where those things can change? Because sometimes, as a young empl empl employee, you probably wasn't married, therefore you put somebody there as your next of king. You might have forgotten to take it off, or even something can happen. You know, so are there instances where those things can be challenged? Um, I want to find out from um, 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 your your guests. And also, there are so many people who die, and sometimes their families are unaware of their bank accounts. I mean, how do the bank trace those? Because you can't have everything 100%, and those funds, what happens to them? Do they go to individual bank managers? The bank itself, the CCCs, or what happens to that? Thank you. Interesting question. Please keep yeah. listening. We'll try and answer that. Yeah. So, number one, did, yes. the, did, the, did the guy do right? The guy didn't do right. Uh, the fact that you have been uh, stated as a next of kin does not entitle you to the account balance when the, the account holder is deceased. As I've indicated, as accession laws will kick in, and you may require either a probate or letters of address. So, so the question is even how did the bank allow? The, a lot of questions need to be yes, asked. Yes, yes. The bank shouldn't have allowed it. I mean, once you die, as I've indicated the last time, once you die, the. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Mandate you have given to the bank is terminated. 
please, so please listen. Don't hide. You have money. You are hiding it in some account. And it brings us to the next question. Yeah. When you die, the laws of Ghana, they prescribe how those funds should be treated. Yeah. And if you don't tell anybody about it, that's the way it's treated. Yeah. How do fans of people who pass on, who haven't told their family and nobody knows, they want to know whether it goes to individual um, okay. bank manager? So let me let me take advantage of this to clear this up. Before the passage of uh, Act Night... And as you do that for me, yes. my team is signaling me. Let's sort of summarize today's conversation okay. and, and okay. round up, okay. if, if you okay. before the Before Act Night, uh, Night Rizaru came into play, uh, came into being, when the president was signing this law in, in 2016... He was signing a certain section 143, 143 of that Act 930 into action. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.